Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Greetings, everyone. This is Hugh Ballou. Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. For seven and a half, well, it's almost eight years, we've been interviewing people with great messages on many, many topics. Now, we've had people talk about media and marketing and publicity and philanthropy. We've never had a guest quite like what we're having today. So sit down, put on your seatbelt, get a notepad. This might change your life. Scott Murray from Dallas, Texas. Would you tell people a little bit about who you are and why do you do this thing called media? Well, to be honest with you, uh, Hugh, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I uh, got involved with a long, long time ago. Um, I was uh, going to, uh, well, it says I just lost you. Am I still there? Hello? Oh, yeah, you're here. You're good. Okay. I just, uh, you look uh, handsome. You're good. Okay. okay. I can't see myself, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll assume you're telling me right. Um, <clears throat> when I was, uh, when I was in uh, second grade, lost my best friend, Hugh, to, uh, to leukemia is a word I couldn't even say at the time, but, uh, I vowed then that I was going to find a cure for childhood cancer or leukemia. And so I uh, always wanted to be a pediatrician. So I went to college uh, years and years later to become a pediatrician. And I was almost 17 years old as a freshman in college, driving down the road. And I heard this uh, disc jockey say, how would you like to meet millions of people, make millions of dollars, meet millions of girls, travel to millions of locations? And I thought, oh boy, what is this all about? You too can be a disc jockey. So I applied with 500 plus other aspiring uh, disc jockeys, and uh, as it turned out, got the job and did that, and uh, I called myself Doc Scott, the sound surgeon, and there were billboards around town telling me who I was and what I was all about, just, uh, you know, stay up at night, spend the night with, with Doc Scott, so uh, did that, and then the uh, general manager at the television station down the way asked me if uh, I'd like to do some uh, some commercials. I looked about 10 years old at the time, and so I did some TV commercials and then uh, was given an opportunity to get involved in news. I called uh, into the to the general manager's office at the television station, and he opened up his desk drawer and handed me this little black thing and said, Scott, put this on. I said, what is that, Mike? He said, it's a fake mustache. I need to give you a little age so you don't look like my baby face paper boy. You'd be a, you'd be a great news anchor. And I said, oh, well, Mike, I'm flattered. Thank you very much. But to be honest with you, I, uh, I really uh, want to be a pediatrician. And I said, as a result of that, uh, uh, I'd like to just get involved with uh, what, uh, what medicine is all about. But I got a job in sports I'd be most interested. I played a lot of sports, memorized the back of every football and baseball card I ever had, and the rest is history. So it uh, was a pretty good writer. My, my uh, degrees in uh, psychology, but had a minor in biology and English. And so enjoyed writing. And so um, the rest is history. So I, uh, I got into television and never went to medical school. So that is how history changes, isn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Our guest is Scott Murray today. You can find Scott Murray at murraymedia.net. And then we're going to talk about Leadership America a little bit later. But Scott, there's some, there's some, there's some myths 
that we tell ourselves in the nonprofit. This, this our audience is nonprofit leaders and clergy. We're all doing the same stuff. We're purpose-driven leaders. Mm -hmm. but we tell ourselves we can't, we can't, we can't. And we once we identify with that stupid word nonprofit, it's this scarcity thinking. And one of those areas is about marketing. And, and we don't want to toot our horn, but wait a minute. Don't people deserve to know about the good work you're doing? So what word of wisdom do you have for people that think they don't need to put effort into marketing? Well, you certainly need to let people, you're, you know, life is all about, and certainly for nonprofits and, and some of the people that I think have joined us here today, Hugh, but you've got to remember, it's all about raising money, raising revenue, and raising awareness. And unless you raise awareness about who you are and what you're all about, uh, to get the support that most people are looking for, whether it's uh, uh, religion, whether it's uh, business, whether it's whatever it might be, you have to let your message be known out there. And you need to be uh, creative, you need to be clever, and you have to always have what I call the wow factor. Uh, the wow factor is the hook that allows people to, to be just infatuated with what you're doing. Uh, and, and, and there's just, I mean, it runs the gamut from one end to the other, but the wow. bottom line is you just have to be, you have to be, uh, oh, gee, I like what he said. Now tell me more, tell me more. So you've got that hook and you get that hook, uh, because you've, you've nailed them with the wow factor up front. I'll give us an example in your life of a wow factor, would you? Oh my gosh. I don't know where to start. Uh, I do a lot of nonprofit things, uh, in the, in the real world or the, the, the world that we were all a part of before the pandemic, uh, back in 2019, I did 702 events. Uh, I do two or three a day, uh, MCing mostly, uh, speak, uh, keynote speaker at others. Uh, but when I'm MCing, it's usually at a corporate or convention or I'm moderating or a nonprofit that I'm MCing. And so when you talk about nonprofits, most of them want money and they run a, want to raise awareness about who they are and what they're all about. So you have to be, as I said, you have to be clever about how you're going to be doing that. And you, you have the wow factor and you have the hook. So what's going to pull them in? What's going to hook them? Well, I got a call. I'll give you a perfect example. This was, uh, this was a couple of years ago. I got a call from, well, being, first of all, I didn't mention the fact that uh, when I went into television, I was a television sports anchor for 30 plus years. And uh, I did the four, five, six, and 10 o'clock news every night and uh, enjoyed that uh, in this town where I was in Dallas, Texas. There are a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans all around the world, um, Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Stars, Texas Rangers, whatever. So college sports, whatever it might be. But I got a call from the uh, Kidney Foundation, Kidney, Texas, and said, Scott, you're going to come back and MC again for us. And I said, I'll be there. When is it? Tell me what you get, you've got up your sleeve. And they said, no, it's going to be good. We've got the fashion show again this year. We'll have about 750 ladies there, or certainly most of them ladies. With Some of them bring their husbands. We'll have the runway and what have you. So we're all ready to go. Uh, this year, we'd like to see if you could reach out and get Everson Walls to come be our keynote speaker. Now, for those of the, you know, the viewing audience here today that don't know who Everson Walls was, back in 1981, so it's just a, actually 40 years ago, uh, I had just started in television and there was a fellow by the name of Everson Walls was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he was a, a defensive back and uh, he uh, was just a good guy. And one of his teammates happened to be uh, Tony Dorsett, the Hall of Famer, the Heisman Trophy winner back in 1976, going back a ways, but one of the greatest running backs of all time. 
one of only 10 people, I might add, 10 people in the history of football that has won a Heisman Trophy and then gone on to become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame after playing in the National Football League. So a very select group of people. Well, another fellow that he was alongside was a fellow by the name of Ron Springs. When Everson Walls and Ron Springs both retired in the 90s, uh, Ron, for whatever reason, came up with kidney disease and had to have a kidney transplant and uh, was going to lose one of his kidneys. And he had no place to go. Where was he going to go? He had to find a mate. Well, it turned out that Everson Walls, his, his good buddy, matched. And so Cubby, as, as Everson was known as, Cubby said, I'll give you one of my kidneys. I mean, how many people donate a kidney to somebody else? Pretty good stuff. So that's who the Kidney Foundation, Kidney Texas, wanted me to go get to be their keynote speaker, Everson Walls, because uh, Ron Springs uh, passed away around 2010, 2011, thereabouts, so a few years ago. But uh, Cubby, Everson Walls, still a pretty good shape. He's about, uh, I don't know, 60 years old now and uh, 60, 62, thereabouts. So he donated his kidney. And I said to the Kidney Foundation, you're not gonna be able to get him without paying him. And he said, really, how much, Scott? I said, well, I don't know how much, but I said, I've got a better idea. Why don't I reach out to Everson and see if he would like to, to uh, maybe have an award named after him that you could give away every year. Call it the Everson Walls Legacy Award. And I said, uh, you're saluting him for what he has done as a human being, giving one of his kidneys to a former teammate. And they said, well, that's a great idea. Can you do that for us? I reached out to, to, to uh, Everson and he said, Scott, I'd be happy to, anything in Ron's memory. And I said, well, that's great. And it's for you too. I said, uh, yes, this is great. I'm, I'm most honored. So we did that. We set it up. I called Tiffany and Company, which I had some relationships down there. Always take advantage of your relationships. Don't abuse them, but take advantage of them in a, in a positive, productive way. So I called Tiffany and Company because I'd done some things with them. And they, of course, are the ones that put together the, uh, the Super Bowl trophy that we all see each and every year. So I said, uh, what do you think? And they said, this is, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Well, the night before the event, I called the Kidney Foundation and I said, now, I've got an idea. And they said, what? I said, you want some you want some coverage. You want some media coverage. Everybody always wants media coverage. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out and get eight or 10 former Cowboys and uh, former teammates of Everson's, not telling Everson, not telling anybody. But I said, if I tell them that I've got eight or 10 players coming that are former teammates of his, Roger Staubach, Tony Dorsett, Drew Pearson, Too Tall Jones, names that certainly uh, football fans will know who they are. I said, uh, the place will be, you know, bonkers tomorrow if all these people walk in. And, uh, and I said, the media will be all over that. They'll be there in a New York minute. Well, sure enough, I called the media the night before. I said, don't tell Everson. Don't tell anybody the media is coming, what we're doing, or any of the players are coming. All four members of the media, all four CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox all showed up, got incredible coverage the next night on the news. The Kidney Foundation has never had that kind of coverage over an event ever. They were just blown away. All the players showed. Uh, I turned to Everson when I introduced him and his wife and then Ron, widow, or Ron Springs Widow. They came up on the stage with me. We presented the trophy and the, you know, the chalice that said Legacy Award with, uh, with Everson's name on it. The representative from Tiffany and Company was there. And then I said, how about it? Everson, who's the, the greatest running back you ever played alongside? He said, oh, Tony Dorsett. I said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tony Dorsett. 
and out he comes. Well, every camera in the place is going like this. It was unbelievable. And the media there, with their, it just, uh, you can't buy that kind of publicity. So that's what we did. I'm sorry it took so long to tell that story, Hugh, but that's what it's all about. Being creative about how you can get the media involved. There's the hook. And there's, you know, that's the wow factor that they were looking for. The wow factor, what you were able to do is to put together this collaborative thinking that it's a win, 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 win. Right, right. Everybody. Now, I think we, we dwell in the scarcity thinking, well, I don't want to bother them, they're a celebrity. Well, I bet you that celebrity was very pleased. And I bet you Tiffany's was very pleased. And you know, the Kidney Foundation was very pleased. <laughs> I'll bet you were pleased. Yeah, it was. It was a win, 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 win straight across the board. So, uh, and, and every time I see Everson, I say, how you doing? He says, yeah, thanks again, Scott. Thanks again. I said, don't, don't thank me. You're the guy that donated the kidney. So good for you. Well, and, and really we get trapped in, the, oh, I'm stuck here rather than thinking, okay, what can we do that could create some energy around this? What can we do that other people are not doing? So you serve on nonprofit boards and you actually have a nonprofit what, what's a question that uh, nonprofit leaders are asking about marketing? And what's a question that they ought to be asking about marketing? Well, I, I think it's important that you always have to figure out a way that when you reach out to someone, whoever it might be, whether it's a corporation, whether it's a group, whether you want to think, how can I benefit them as well? In other words, you're, you're the nonprofit or you're the person looking for the money or the support, whatever, from whoever it is out there that you're reaching out to. But I've always found out if it's just gimme, 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 and it's usually money or something along those lines that these nonprofits want, if it's just gimme, 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 there's no relationship that's built. There's no, uh, where, you, where you can bring people together. Uh, an, another group I'm on is, is a, Texas Motor Speedway is the big speedway like Daytona, that type of thing, you know. And uh, so at any rate, I, I do a, I do a, I'm on the board, been on the board since it came to town 25 years ago. And we have a, a part of that's called Speedway Children's Charities. Well, we've raised about four and a half million dollars. Well, what we do by raising the revenue is allow people to come be, uh, be in the shoes of some of these race car drivers. Uh, they, they get a chance to drive little go-karts and little things like that, but they have somebody like a Tony Stewart or something comes and spends the whole day and you ride around the, the track with a Tony Stewart or you do that. So in other words, you get to be a part of their life and what it is that you're trying to raise money for. Uh, here, I'll give you an example. There's a, a, a Scottish Rite Hospital for Children, which does a lot for kids that have, uh, you know, are at, have uh, amputees or, or whatever, and they need uh, uh, artificial legs or limbs or whatever. Well, we were trying to figure out how they could be involved. They were looking for money. Well, we said, well, wait a minute. If you're looking for money for us, got an idea. What if we were to build a race car? And the race car is almost like, uh, basically, it's like a stretcher of sorts that a child that is most intimidated by when they don't have limbs or whatever, and they have to be laid down on this on this big stretcher and they take measurements of what they're going to do and and it's for a, a child that might be four six eight years old ten years old it's a little intimidating they're a little scared but what if we were to put a race car there and the race car 
is like the where 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 they would sit in the seat and go back in a race car and, and be like that. It's it's basically what the doctors are. They're just laying down in there, and so they climb into this race car. But this race car is over the top of this of this long stretcher, this long bed of sorts. Well, it's fantastic. So we did that at Scottish Rite Hospital, and we and so they have a room. It looks like the the speedway over here. We got pictures of the speedway here and cars and whatever. And here's this race car. The kids come in and go, "Wow, can I get in that?" Sure, you can. Here, you just lay down, hop in the seat, and we'll pull the engine top off, and you can lay down here. And then the doctors do their thing and measure them for their prosthesis and whatever. It's it's incredible. But that's what I mean about being creative. How can what you bring to the table help them and everybody everybody benefits? And that's what you need to do instead of just gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, um, celebrities and wealthy and, and um, corporations get tired of being treated like an ATM machine, don't they? Yeah, yes, they do. No question about it. Absolutely, yeah. So they could, they could give to any number of organizations. I mean, they're, they're countless how many organizations they could give to. So figure out where is the relationship that we can be partners. And sure, you're going to help us, but how can we help you as a result of your generosity? When I go to Rotary, we talk about, is it beneficial to all concerned? That's exactly right. That's I, like, I like that motto. So you obviously know about this book, Philanthropy. <laughs> Good. I do. There's a couple of good looking kids down in the front of that uh, book on the bottom part of that book, my son and my daughter. So uh, where are they here? Right there. Those two, those two looking at each other. Well, um, that's uh, Bob Hopkins connected us. Bob has influenced uh, decades of uh, young leaders. And we're doing a youth and philanthropy conference this month where we'll inspire some new leaders. And the, the leaders of the conference are the young people and the old guys doing the technology. So that's a switch. <laughs> so philanthropy. Now, there's this misunderstanding about philanthropy that, oh, only wealth pe wealthy people can be philanthropists. And that's not true, is it? No, it's not true at all. Time is, is, uh, is money. And the time you spend, even if you don't have a dime to your name, you can take the time to make a difference. I, uh, one of my radio shows for years, I still use this even when I'm a keynote speaker, uh, live your life as a go-getter, but share your life as a go-giver. And I think that's key. We're all told to be go-getters, get out there, make it happen. Whether you're playing football, whether you're in school, wherever you are, go, go, go. Mom and dad have told us all that for years, but be a go-getter, but at the same time, share your life as a go-giver. And all too often, uh, we just don't do that. Oh, it's not my problem. It's not, you know, that, let them deal with it. Making a difference in the life of a child is as good as it gets. As for someone that was seven years old, as I said at the top of the program here, went and decided I wanted to be a pediatrician because my best friend died of leukemia. Well, I was going to come up with a cure or certainly something that would uh, find a cure for childhood cancer or whatever. So I, I really think it's important that you realize that time is money. And time well invested is uh, is key. Uh, I, I very quickly I <laughs> I learned about that when I was seven years old. I went trick or treating. It's that time of year we're all going to be trick or treating in a couple of months or in a couple of weeks. And uh, certainly here in America, the thirty first of October, it's Halloween. Well, I was seven eight years old. I was trick or treating, getting my candy, and how cool was this? I got back home, and my mother turned to my two little sisters and I. 
and said, handed us a, uh, a metal uh, Maxwell House coffee can. I said, what's that for, Mom? And she put a little sticker on it and it said, UNICEF, UNICEF. She said, that stands for United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. This is for the children around the world that don't live in America like you do, that you have so many opportunities that you do. They don't know where they're going to eat next. They don't know where they're going to go to school. They don't know where they're going to do just about anything that they do in their world. We're going to help them. We're going to make sure they get a nice meal tonight. And so you're going to go raise money for them. And that's when I was first introduced to philanthropy, was just taking the time. I didn't have any money. I'm seven years old. But I took the time to go raise money through UNICEF on Halloween night. And uh, my own kids did that later in, in uh, you know, when I was an adult and I was a parent. So just taking the time is, is so important, Hugh. One of your many, many gifts is inspiring leaders. And in Center Vision Leadership Foundation, we, we hit it head on about leadership. And as I shared with you earlier, um, I'm a conductor and people misperceive if you're not a conductor, you think a conductor is a dictator. Well, <laughs> if I've got union musicians like from the Dallas Symphony in front of me, I can't make them do anything just because I have this little white stick in my hand. But you know what? I can influence them to perform at a higher level. And, and so leadership fundamentally is about influence, but we influence people by what you said earlier in, in relationship. So it's always about building and valuing relationships. And so say something to people that, you know, I'm, this is celebrity, but you know, I'm afraid I don't want to bother them. And I shared with you, I had the best conductors in the world come and spend a week with me and, and work with a choir and orchestra and do a, do a really highbrow concert. And people said to me, well, how did you get them to come? And I said, well, I called them on the phone. And the first thing I said, do you want to come to Florida in the winter? And then we talked about music. So <laughs> you know, what's the benefit of this? So any advice for people who don't want to pick up the phone and call those important people that could create a win-win situation? Oh, gosh. Uh, just it's uh, being positive. It's being productive. Um, he, one of the, one of the, the, uh, nonprofits that I've, I've dealt with for years, I spoke there, I created a little something called the pyramid of power. And what do we strive for in life? We, like a, a pyramid, it's got three sides to it, peace, perfection, prosperity. Certainly we all like peace in our world, you know, whether it's with our family, whether it's in our communities, wherever it might be. Peace, perfection, we all strive to be the very best and be perfect. It's, it's not going to happen, but we strive to get as close as we can to perfection. And then prosperity, whether it's in our wallets, whether it's in our bank accounts, whether it's just making a difference in the lives of those that need it most and giving a little something back to somebody. And, and you do that through so many ways. And, and one of the things that I did was say, I started with uh, words that all start with the letter P and filled in those little, those little uh, puzzle parts. You know, it starts with your passion, that's your vision, your goal, your desire, where you want to be, where you want to get to, your passion, your preparation, your perseverance, staying positive, productive, professional, poised, patient, prompt, polite. Then you have to have partnerships. You have to come together and they believe in you and you believe in them. And then you have to have pride, be yourself, respect yourself, believe in yourself. You're, you're a good man. Make it happen. Look in that mirror and know that he or she that's looking back at you most incredible person on the face of this earth and makes every decision that you make, make it positive and productive. That's what you have to do. And then you add to it philanthropy. As I said before, live your life as a go-getter, share your life as a go-giver. And then you add to that principles, right? Transparency, truthfulness, trustworthy. Those are three important words. They all start with the letter T, 
Truth, trustworthy, transparency. Remember them and live your daily life like that. And then you get to the last one at the top of the, the top of the pyramid, purpose. We all have a purpose. Every single day we hop out of that bed and get up in the morning. All right, what's your purpose today? Where are you going? What are you going to do? What's the difference you're going to make? And that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all, but it's all up to the person that's looking back at you in the mirror every single day to make you positive and productive as you move in a passionate, just a purposeful way. Oh, I love it. I love it. Folks, if you just happen by, you're watching the nonprofit exchange. If you're on Facebook or listening to the podcast, you can see the full transcript if you go to the T-H-E, the nonprofit exchange.org. This is where we interview leaders with great ideas. And as you're seeing, great passion for excellence. So um, Scott Murray um, is Murray Media, but Scott, we'll talk about that. But talk about um, this, this leadership. It's, you can find it, at, and I'll put the links on the interview page, leadershipamerica.net. Give us a little sense of that and what this podcast is about. Well, the whole idea of Leadership America is, is and actually I created this, uh, um, people said, oh, this is great, the, 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 you know, what you've put together since the pandemic. And I said, uh, well, actually, I did it about, about a year before that. I was doing the one I just shared with you, the Pyramid of Power, Peace, Perfection, and Prosperity, and then went into to, uh, Leadership America. And the whole idea of Leadership America is creating champions of change through a culture of civility. And that's why I say people said, Civility, it's disappeared from our, from our world. It's disappeared from our communities, from our daily life. That's why they thought I created this after the pandemic started, because people are just not kind, courteous, or respectful to one another. I don't know why, but it, it just, it's, it's, all you have to do is get behind the wheel and drive down a highway and somebody flips you off or does this or does that. It just, everybody's always mad. I, I just don't understand it. So peace, perfection, and prosperity, yes, but be positive. You know, be, be, be kind, courteous, and respectful to one another. And the whole idea of, of creating champions of change through a culture of civility, the letter C, well, like champions, like civility, there are five words that all focus on becoming that champion. It starts with courage, having the courage and the ability to know that you're going to be the very best you can be, and don't be denied by anything that gets in your way. Courage, commitment, you got to stay committed, can't give up. You've got to stay committed. Courage, commitment, character. We talked about that a minute ago. Remember, trustworthy, right? Transparency, truthful. Be just strong, honest, respectful. So you have to have courage, commitment, character. Then have some compassion. Be kind. Have, have a heart. Come on. Don't be so just mad at the world. Have some compassion. Be a, 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 a kind of person that would like to surround people with, with like-minded people. People like to be just welcomed. Hi, how are you? Well, gee, I want to be a part of this guy's world. He's nice. He's friendly. He's respectful. And then the last one is not confrontation, but conversation. And all too often in this world today, it's confrontation. If you don't agree with me, I don't want to talk to you. Get the devil out of here. Forget it. Forget it. Hit the road. Conversation. You have an opinion. I have an opinion. Let's come together as one and make things better for us both. It's that simple. So that's that's what the Leadership America is. Courage, commitment, character, compassion, not confrontation, but conversation. 
So we're recording this interview on uh, Tuesday, October 5th in 2021. You might be listening to the podcast at some future year, but um, you heard Scott Murray say he speaks every day somewhere. Today he's got four places and he just <laughs> left Yellowstone early to be on this, this session with us today. So Scott, we're, we're, we're pleased, so pleased. And if you're frustrated that you didn't catch all these, 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 these words with the P's and the C's, there will be a transcript on the page at thenonprofitexchange.org and find today's episode. And it will, and what was that soundbite, Scott? Let's get that soundbite about get, get going. What was that? Go-getter? Oh, uh, live your life as a go-getter. Share your life as a go-giver. Do you have, is it possible for you? I, I, if you're late here, don't certainly uh, shut me up. But if, if you go to Leadership America, go to Leadership America, the first page, you just headed up there a minute ago with a picture of me and, and, uh, and Jim Nance there. I just want you to scroll down. This might be a good way to end what we're, what we're doing here today. If you can uh, pop that up. I got to refine it again. So there it is. Okay, scroll down. Podcast, it's leadershipamerica.net. Right. Now just scroll down on that. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Creating champion. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right there. That is the Leadership America Creed that I created. If you can put that up so everybody can see, right? It's got just to bring it up just a hair so you can see the whole thing. I think that kind of sums up life. Uh, you know, I, I, I can living life is not about me. A purposeful life is all about we sharing together all we see, even though we might not always agree. Exactly what I was trying to talk about a minute ago. Respectful and kind is forever key. Truthful and transparent is what we should be eradicating the anger and the hateful debris, live not in a world where we need referees. I mean, be kind, courteous, and respectful to one another. We don't need referees. Let us move forward in a place we foresee, diverse and inclusive for both he and she. That's you and me. Matters not religion nor race. Faith is for thee. We must live in a world that's our home of the free. End of conversation. It's just, uh, that's what it's all about. And how much how much more enjoyable our daily lives would be if we could all get along, respect your point of view, your point of view, and my point of view, but bring us together as one. Father Richard Roy, our author and, and Franciscan and speaker says, uh, transformed people transform people. And uh, I would say Scott Murray's in the transformation business of helping people transform a mindset. Before we leave, I want to just uh, highlight uh, Murray Media net and there's a bunch of handsome guys on murraymedia.net a lot of a lot of things so go to murraymedia.net those are the those are all former dallas cowboys oh my oh my yep so they can find out about you on murraymedia.net um scott there's there's so much in your podcast you interview top leaders in, in industry and so why should people go to your podcast well, I tell you what, on the podcast, this was part of a program. Uh, the podcast is is uh, Leadership America, and before we, I created this new presentation, this new keynote that you're looking at here. Um, we were doing a thing. I was doing it with another woman, uh, a, a friend of mine that I'd worked done a couple of radio shows with, and brought her in on board, and we did a thing, leading the way, leading the way today, and it's those people that are leading the way for us all, and it's predominantly CEOs of, of major, major companies that we'd all come to know, American Airlines, Toyota, 7-Eleven, the list goes on and on and on, Kimberly Clark, um, 
And so I've, I've spoken to some of those people I know very well. Others uh, I, I do not know uh, or did not know, but they, they knew what I had been doing and, and what we were hoping to do. And, and they were great. They, uh, there were some that were nonprofits. There were some that were for-profits. Uh, uh, Anthony uh, Shriver, whose mother was Eunice Shriver, the, President Kennedy's sister, she created Special Olympics back in 1968, 69. Well, 20 years later, when he's at Georgetown, he creates Best Buddies. Well, that's this is more for those with Down syndrome that are now adults, and they've come, come together. And so what do they do? How do they get a job? How can they move forward as adults? So he created Best Buddies. So we had, we had Anthony Shriver on talking about that. So different leaders from different walks of life but they're all focused on making a difference in the lives of those that need it most. And uh, it's, uh, it was very, it's very interesting to listen to them all and uh, in, in, in some of the things that they all have to share and, and have to say with us all. We're gonna add another couple of minutes here. Anything that we didn't talk about in the realm of leadership. Now, you talked about the, the operations of a nonprofit and a religious organization. And really we're operating a tax exempt business. It just has a whole lot more rules, but we've got to put on our business hat because it's about the flow of money, which isn't profit, it's proceeds to create the impact that we have in our brain that we want to do. So mm -hmm. anything around that that you'd like to share with people before we end today? This is great stuff. No, I, I just, I, I think it all kind of goes back to, you know, what we, you and I have, have shared with the, uh, the, the viewers and listeners here uh, throughout the program, Hugh, is, is it just, it's really up to every individual uh, I, I told my kids for years, get up in the morning, go look in the mirror, because he or she that's looking back at you is the one that controls you and, and is going to help make those good decisions during the day. It's, it's all up to you. It's up to you as an individual. Now, granted, you're going to get some things that come along the way that are going to be things that you don't control. Hey, hey, look at COVID-19. None of us knew this was going to be a part of uh, our life for the last couple of years. But we've learned as best we can to deal with it and, and cope with it. And even though we've got, uh, you know, politics involved here and this involved there and that involved there, you just say, OK, I don't have control over those things, but I do have control over me. And I've got to figure out how I can move forward in a positive, productive way and, 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 and make it, as, make it as, uh, as worthwhile and as easygoing as I can. Uh, yeah, I, I do another, another podcast that's called... Uh, um, uh, uh, champions of change and, and what's its uh, conversations of connection and what it's for it's for uh, mental wellness in sports and life and when you realize the the issues that the well the suicide rate right now is the highest it's it's ever been for for teenagers from the age of 14 to 26 that's the number one cause of death in america is suicide um, and that's so sad. And it's because of what we're all enduring right now. It's not automobile accidents like it used to be or other, other, you know, it's suicide. And that's just so sad, just so sad. And so we need to, to realize it's, 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 it's all right to not be mentally as sound as we'd all like to be. There are ways that we can go out there and get help and get assistance and, and just, uh, you know, just, it's okay. There are people out there that would like to put their arm around you and say, come on, we're going to get this done. It's going to be all right. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world we live in right now. But civility is key. Just respecting those, whether you agree with them or don't, let's do it in a, in a, in a positive, productive way. You know, that's a great place to stop. 
we could talk, <laughs> you have such a wealth of things to say. And uh, when people get down, they can do exactly what you said. They get up in the morning and it's a challenge. They can't call up Scott Murray and get a, get a, get an inspirational <laughs> talk, but they can, they can have their own inspirational talk. So Scott Murray, the, the links to his websites will be on the page, the nonprofit exchange.org. Thank you for being our guest today on Center Vision Leadership Foundation. Our work is transforming leaders, transforming organizations, transforming lives. Thank you for sharing in that vision with us today. Well, I hope we transformed a couple of lives in a positive way. If, uh, if nothing else, even if it was just one person, it was worth the effort. So Hugh, thanks for all you continue to do as well. I've been most honored to be a part of your, uh, your program. Thank you for listening to The Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.